Follow Katie Wolf and 360 online at mix1049.com.au. If you'd like to get in contact with us this morning, you can give us a call, 8941 1049. You can also send us a text message if you'd like to, 0418 957 369. And that's what Mark in Tiwi has done. And he says, hi, Katie, I'm fairly certain that when bail is granted to young offenders, their bail conditions don't say you can commit further offences if they're trivial or if there are exceptional circumstances. Mark says the conditions would have to say not to commit any offence. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. Uh, I think that, uh, that you know, from what I can read through this legislation, I'm sure that there is still different things being worked on and that is exactly why it's going through Parliament this week. So there is the opportunity to debate it. Um, but from what I can see, um, you know, just taking a look at that one section that says a breach of a, of a condition of bail mentioned in subsection 1B is not a serious breach of bail if the breach is trivial or technical or there are exceptional circumstances for it. Now, uh, joining us on the line to talk more about uh, these changes is the Deputy Opposition Leader, Jared Maley. Good morning to you, Jared. Uh, good morning, Katie. Good morning, listeners. Now, Jared, as I mentioned, we know that the government's proposed legislative changes are going to be debated in Parliament this week in an effort, really, to try to curb the serious issues that we've been experiencing around the Northern Territory when it comes to youth crime. Now, um, we know that there's been a serious emphasis from the Gunner government, they say, in recent weeks when talking about this legislation and that it's going to crack down on repeat offenders. Uh, last week, in a statement, the policeman Minister said if a young person commits a serious breach of bail, their bail will be revoked and they'll be taken into remand. Jared, I'm sure that you've been sort of trawling over this uh, this legislation and probably uh, with a much keener eye than I, given the fact that you are legally cha- uh, trained. Uh, what's been your reaction upon going through it? Well, Katie, really there's two aspects to it. It's the one section, which is 38AAAA, which talks about the serious breach of the youth of a bail condition. So, for example, if a, if a youth is arrested on a, on a Monday morning and they're taken to court for a breach of bail, well, that section applies. And that's when the bail must be revoked and remanded in custody. But what would happen in my experience as you know, working in a court system, the, the lawyer for that youth would simply relist the matter later that day, say at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, for a bail application. So the youth would be remanded in custody for the day, and then at 2 o'clock a bail application would be made, and that's when it switches to Section 7B, which is the other amendment to the legislation, which talks about what a youth does in relation to a prescribed offence or the breach of a bail condition. But that section, for my reading, doesn't change a presumption. Even though there's a heading which says a presumption against bail, but mm. if you actually read the words of the legislation and where it fits into the Act, it doesn't change a presumption for bail because 7A, which goes before that, has got a section which talks about, and I'll read it out, which is section yep. 7A2, bail must not be granted to a person accused of an offence to which this section applies unless the person satisfies an authorised member or court that bail should be granted. But that applies for Section 7A, not 7B, because 7B is going to become after 7A. And those words aren't used in that legislation whatsoever. So even though they've got a heading presumption against bail, it's in the wrong part of the section, and it doesn't actually say the word. So there is no... Uh, change of presumption and the youth will just simply get bail but there will be some conditions 
but it's going to be a, um, a, a really a opportunity for the youth to get out on bail again. Jared, I know that there is going to be listeners right now thinking to themselves, I cannot make heads nor tails of this, and I know that that's what I'm thinking as I'm listening. Um, I, I guess, you know... Yeah, it just shows that this legislation is rushed, confusing, and it's going to be very, very difficult to operate in the rural, and the rural world and the court system. Uh, the government have got a lot to answer for here. They've talked tough but essentially their uh, legislation falls flat. So what is going... I mean, what do we do here? Because, like, at the end of the day, uh, everybody wants to see change in this space, but if we get this wrong, it doesn't sound like it's going to make any difference whatsoever to the current situation that we've got around repeat offending of youths. Yeah, I I agree completely, Kelly. And the other thing, this legislation only applies to youths. So if you're 18 or above and you commit an offence, it doesn't apply. So there's no change of presumption. So if you're out there and you're a repeat offender and you're 18 or 19 or 20 or 30 or 50, uh, the legislation doesn't affect you. So if you're a repeat offender and you're out there and you're an adult, uh, you still get bailed. So it's really only trying to curb the youth crime. And I accept that there's a youth crime problem, but there's also a lot of adults out there committing repeat offences and breaching bail, and it doesn't apply for them. All right. I want to ask, um, because I know that in Section 7B of this legislation, I want to try and make this as easy for our listeners to understand as possible. Because I know, even for me, I'm finding it all quite confusing. But there is uh, there is part two of Section 7B that says a breach of a condition of bail mentioned in subsection 1b is not a serious breach of bail if the breach is trivial or technical or there are exceptional circumstances to it. Jared, from your legal experience, what would be considered a trivial breach of bail firstly? Okay, well, for example, and this is really up to the judge to decide, but a trivial might be if there's a curfew and the curfew comes in and you've got to be home at 7 o'clock and you're home at maybe 5 past 7. A small, small breach. Yep. A trivial breach. Okay. If you, a serious, more serious breach, if you didn't come home at all, well, that wouldn't be a trivial breach of that bail condition. Okay. So that, that sounds as though it's fairly easy to understand. Now, there is also, as, as part of that same section, it, it, I'll continue to read, it says, a breach of a condition of bail mentioned in subsection 1B is not a serious breach of bail if the breach is considered trivial or technical or there are exceptional circumstances to it. Now, when you consider exceptional circumstances, I would think that most lawyers would be able to argue fairly exceptional circumstances to most of the young people that we are speaking about, uh, you know, when you're talking about some of the, the, the issues that we are dealing with around youth crime. I agree. And also, when you talk about exceptional circumstances, lawyers will talk about exceptional circumstances of the offender and exceptional circumstances of the offence. And this legislation is not clear which one it applies to. Because if you have exceptional circumstances of the offender, let's say the offender has a, um, a mental disability or some sort of injury, well, that might be an exceptional circumstance for them. Or if, if the lawyers can argue that this, the child has a tough upbringing, that might be an exceptional circumstance. So it's, it's not really clear. And from my experience in the court system, exceptional circumstances will be given a broad definition and there will be lots and lots of uh, things that get, get included into that. And then once one or two cases get through in relation to a, a, a mental disability or, a, or some sort of physical handicap, perhaps, that will be the open the floodgate.
Now, there's quite a few messages coming through this morning, Jared. There's one here that says, Good morning, Katie. Exceptional circumstances to break bail. Are they kidding? Question mark. Breach of bail is just that. Once again, the government have pulled the wool over our eyes and lied to us. Uh, that one there from Joe. I've got one here from Barry. It says, Typical of the government. They're still just jogging on the spot when it comes to changing these bail laws. Um, Jared, I do want to ask you, as the Deputy Opposition Leader, I know that the ABC News this morning was reporting that lawyers say that parts of the legislation contradict what the Police Minister Nicole Madison told Parliament when introducing the legislation. Minister Nicole Madison said the changes mean there is a presumption against bail for most offences, despite the bill itself saying the presumption for bail will be removed. So from your understanding, which is it? Well, my understanding is that there's a presumption of neutral, so it hasn't changed the presumption whatsoever. Like I read out earlier, to read the whole Bail Act in its entirety, you need to read Section 7A, Subsection 2, which talks about uh, a bail must not be granted unless the person satisfies the court that bail should be granted. That's the words that change the onus, and that's in Section 7A, which applies to adults. But in this section, it doesn't have those words at all. So, Jerry... Again, this is a classic example of, of rushing the legislation, not thinking it through, and they've missed the point. And I just think that the um, minister was wrong. It doesn't change the presumption at all. So, Jared, um, from your perspective, and I understand that this is obviously a political discussion, it's always going to be when I'm speaking to the opposition, um, and I do want to obviously speak to the government about this, but um, from your perspective, if you breach your bail conditions with these changes, what's going to happen? Well, if you breach your bail condition and you're taken to court on the first occasion for breaching the bail, your bail will be revoked and you'll be remanded in custody. And the question is, which we can't find the definition of custody, and if you read, this is a new, new mm. wording, a warrant commit the youth into custody of the CEO youth justice. So what does that mean? Does that mean just taking back to the carer if it's the person's already in the care of the CEO or if your um, child is at home and commits an offence, is your child going to be taken in and be given, uh, become the uh, carer of the state and become a carer? It doesn't actually say what that means. And I've looked through the legislation and I can't find a definition of uh, custody of the CEO. Sarah, does that actually mean taken to Dondale or does that mean just taken back to the parent or the, or the carer who's caring for that child? So we don't know. And then that's the first occasion. And then if your lawyer um, relists the matter, well, that section doesn't apply anymore and the 7B yep. applies and then there's no presumption and the presumption is um, neutral and more than likely the, the youth is going to get bail. So if this happens on a weekday, the, the youth will be out on the, that afternoon. Jared, there is no doubt that there's a lot of Territorians that want to see some serious change in this space and a serious reduction in crime being committed. Um, they'll all be hoping that these changes have an impact. And then on the other hand, we have got Indigenous advocacy groups and health groups that feel these changes being proposed are a step in the wrong direction. The Children's Commissioner last week issued a statement which said that the changes will result in more children and young people in detention in a jurisdiction that already locks up more children than any others in Australia. Um, have you spoken to any of the groups that are um, concerned about these changes and what have they said to you? 
Look, I haven't spoken to any of those groups, but I've spoken to people in the community, and what they want is they want something that's going to work to reduce crime across the Territory because people aren't feeling safe in their own home. And this legislation is a small step forward. There's no, no question about that. But has it, been, has it been done properly? The answer is no. Does it change the presumption? The answer is no. And effectively, it's, uh, it's a long-winded and it's confusing. I tell you what, it sounds as though it's going to be a very interesting time in Parliament this week. Jared, before we uh, before we wrap up, can I put a question to you that I was actually going to ask the Chief Minister this morning? Because it's come through from one of our listeners, Gary, over the weekend. He sent an email asking, um, would the government be prepared to appoint an independent firm to audit why so many police officers in the Northern Territory are leaving? It costs thousands of dollars to train up these guys and uh, the Northern Territory taxpayer needs to know why they're leaving in droves. What do you think of that idea? Oh, look, I'm, I'm very concerned with their, these police leaving in droves because what happens is uh, the, the, the new recruits come in and they're inexperienced and they've got no leadership. And effectively, if you look at all the new recruits going into the uh, regional stations, they're there, but the uh, senior people are leaving. So something needs to be looked at why they're leaving. I accept that completely. And anything to um, keep our police working hard, because they they do work hard and and they're good people, but they're just no leadership. Well, Jared Maley, as I say, it's going to be an interesting week in Parliament. Uh, What word are you planning on using rather than uh, now that incompetent isn't allowed? Uh, Well, maybe not competent or useless or hopeless. (laughs) You mob were all out of control last week. I, I reckon the speaker needs to uh, needs to try and calm things down. She's uh, she's struggling to manage everyone. Yeah, well, Labor just keep making mistakes, and that's what the opposition's job is to hold them to account, and that's what we're trying to do. Jared Maley, the deputy opposition leader, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. And uh, and I will point out, it wasn't. Uh, I'm not saying that it was only the opposition who were uh, who were rowdy in Parliament last week. It was the government as well. Goodness me. Um, you know, both uh, right across the board. Everybody during question time. It was pretty uh, pretty crazy.